Have you been feeling stuck in a rut for years? You might be sick of constantly trying to fix yourself and failing miserably. Well, when your personal and professional lives seem disconnected from each other, and they have been for a long time, it's completely normal to find yourself wondering, when will I finally get to live the life I want, a life I love? When I met Elizabeth Eleanor earlier in the year, we instantly hit it off, as we're both passionate about taking control of our lives and living it on our own terms. In today's episode of Marketing and Me, Elizabeth, who's an energetic healer and mentor, will touch on finding your inner intuitive genius to achieve limitless success in your career and personal life. I love this topic and we could have easily talked for hours on end. So go ahead and give it a listen. Hello and welcome to the Marketing and Me podcast. If you're eager to learn about effective marketing and copywriting strategies, to attract more clients to your health and wellness business, while also building a stronger and more positive mindset, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Leanne Shelton, and I manage a team of copywriters who understand the health and wellness industry. At Right Time Marketing, it can transform your words from rough ramblings to meaningful messages. We also offer content marketing training to those who want to DIY. And today, I'm joined by my guest, Elizabeth Eleanor. Hello, Elizabeth. How's it going? I'm good. Thank you, Leanne. How are you? Really good. I'm really excited to have you on the show. We've done a bit of a podcast swap here. I've been on your bits and pieces, um, and it's really exciting to now have you on Marketing Amaze. So welcome. Uh, I will introduce you, uh, and then we'll get right into things. This is going to be a really exciting topic. So Elizabeth Eleanor is an energetic healer and mentor that specializes in the secrets of alchemy. Pronounce yes. that right? Yes, yes alchemy, and- yep. Awesome. And teaches mostly women to be creative geniuses in their lives and businesses. She believes it's time for us to step up and take ownership of our dreams and desires and live life on our own terms. And I totally resonate with that. Love it. Uh, Elizabeth has helped hundreds of women and a handful of men create the life and business of their desires. 1.3K thousand people are women in her Facebook group. Uh, and there's over a hundred, sorry, 800 in her meetup as well. And she has a six figure company. So it's all happening for Elizabeth. <laughs> and, um, and we met at uh, the Altitude Conference early in the year. We just hit it off. It was, it was awesome. So I want to just delve into things uh, in terms of your business journey and what you actually do for people. Uh, thank you, Leanne. It's it's a pleasure to be here and it's nice to have a swap. Like uh, uh, my clients really enjoyed having that workshop with you um, that you targeted some of the stuff that they really need when it comes to marketing and, and content. So uh, so I actually, I really work well with women that are passionate and purpose-driven Um, to support them in finding that place that they've never really found before, that that inner um, intuitive genius, the divine wisdom, and really creating limitless success. So what I do is I work with women that know there's something that's missing. They're, you know, they've 
maybe followed law of attraction, they've done personal development, they've, you know, maybe got an element of spiritual development in there as well. But they know that they're here for a reason and they've they've got, you know, something that, that's really driving them in their belly uh, and they just know that there's something that they're missing and they're trying to work out what it is. Uh, so I work with um, Hermanic principles. They're 5,000-year-old uh, principles of um, alchemy or creation, how to create. And, um, and it's a really easy process. It's just that you need to get support to keep you focused because the world has us focused on our problems and that we're broken. And I'm here to tell you you're not broken and actually you need to focus on what it is you want to create, not on on trying to problem solve like the world wants to put you in that box, you know. Yeah, you realize, yeah, speaking to me here, uh, like I tick all those boxes in terms of person, persona, uh, I always feel like there's something like um, I've got a real this, a real drive inside me. <clears throat> I mean, um, and so I totally resonate with that. And the whole broken thing too, uh, you know, whenever someone says, oh, I'm broken, I'm like, so is everyone in some shape or form. Even if you had a great childhood like myself, there's still elements to me that aren't where I want them to be. Like we, yeah. we're all in the same boat and it's we don't have enough of those real deep conversations to really realise that we're all on the same path. Mm. We just we, we tell ourselves these own stories and we don't hear everyone else's. Yeah. And, and can I just share with you why we think we're, because, you know, the dichotomy of the whole thing is that, you know, we identify with being broken because we identify with being that individual that's separate from everything else. Mm. And that's what the story of a narrative is that created us to, to live in that realm of conditions and beliefs and emotions uh, that are passed down from generation to generation, right? We've, like Epigenetics is proving that we are not just uh, being you know, passing down disease and genetic, um, you know, disformities in in our genes from, um, you know, diseases or or conditions like that. But also emotional tragedy and traumas can be locked into our DNA. So you could be in a state of, you know, despair and overwhelm and depression or anxiety, and you've got no real understanding of why because as you said, had a great childhood, you know, everything's sort of flying for you. And for some reason, you've got all this other stuff going on and you can't understand why. It can be that it's locked in from generations past. And so here we are in, you know, believing that that we're this little, little person, you know, like individual, separate from everyone else, instead of that actually we we are like in a big quantum soup and that that quantum soup scientifically is now being proven to show that it actually is all connected you know there's a lot of quantum um there's a lot of research out there to show that you know the dna responds even when it's you know vacuum sealed you know 500 miles away it still responds to stimulus that the the eye is seen and so it's you know, there, there is so much to prove that we are completely connected and once we clear that resistance to creating what we want, then we are just, 
you know, the magician and wizards of our world, right? We're we're the creators and and that's when magic happens. Yes, I love it. And, yeah, I mean, the whole, you know, the fight or flight thing, it comes down from our caveman days of, you know, Mm -hmm. do I have to run away or do I fight the you know what a wild beast that comes at me and yeah so just you know we know we hear these stories of uh yeah how we react these days still is from thousands of years ago so for sure something from one or two generations ago i'm talking about 100 years 50 years of course they're probably really attached so that Mm. really makes sense yeah and so tell me how did you get into this field like You've always had an interest or stumbled into it or well, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because I I know that I've been on a on a progressive agenda. Um uh basically I, I think it's been 25 years next year. I'm I'm coming so about 24 years ago, um I had, you know, traumatic experience of, you know, having two kids and separating That's traumatic, from- I know. <laughs> Well, that part wasn't the trauma, but um, (laughs) but having to separate from their from their father, right, and be a single mum all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, And I I went and got myself a diploma in remedial massage and got myself together and and then um, ended up in far north Queensland. And I went to a psychic up there because someone said to me, you know kept on hassling me, go and see this woman. My dad died when I was 15. You'll get to speak to your dad. And I just thought they were all charlatans. And, you know, like I, my whole thing was, yeah, 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 you know, I I don't really want to go. But I went just to shut her up because she kept on harping on. And so I walk into this woman's lounge room and basically um, she's like, what are you here for? You know, you can do what I do, but obviously you don't know it. And I thought, oh, you know, she's is it. To everyone, this is this is part of the scam, you know. But I started feeling energies moving around me, and and you know, my dad touched my my cheek, and um, I went home from the, you know, that was a, there was a big more to that story, of course. But I went home, and it just kept continuing. Uh, so I rang her up at two or three days later. It was like, what's going on? You know, why why is this happening? And she, she woke was like, something up in you, yeah. Yeah, well, she said, oh, it's okay, they're all um, just happy you've woken up, it'll settle down soon. And so I didn't know any spiritual friends. I didn't know any, like I'd, I'd sort of started, and, and I think when I was younger I I was intuitive without realising it. Like I, I knew my dad was going to die. Like I, there was, yeah, there was things that were were part of my nature already but when this happened, and and so I sort of said to her, "Well, you know, can I come back? I wanted to make another appointment." And she was like, "No, like, like, what do you mean?" And I'm thinking, "You're a scammer. You're supposed to want my money, right?" <laughs> <laughs> Still thinking, like, "Yeah, she's a scammer." Yeah. yeah. And so, and I know now that she knew that I needed to go on the journey by myself, and I and I did, and um, and it was quite an interesting process, you know, discovering all of all of this stuff by myself and then finding you know I, I ended up um, seven years doing um, quite intense past life regression training became a facilitator you know all the way through and and you know was massaging with energy doing energy work um, so it's all been a progression to where I'm at now you know like I've I've done different types of you know working with people online 
and clearing the energy. And now I do this thing called recoding, which is clearing, you know, it's all this um, information from, you know, ancient wisdom, but bringing it into uh, a structured format that creates a container so people can learn how to really truly live their true nature and purpose and live the life they love. And um, and it's not hard, you know. So I, I really do feel like I've been on a journey to get me to where I'm at now and this is like the cherry on top of all of it. It's, it's quite an amazing experience. That's very cool. I've been to a couple of psychics and they've said, oh, I can tell you're very intuitive, like to me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, because I get things like I'll think of something and then it happens or I'll be thinking of someone and they call me, and you know, long after or have a dream and then a message or something. Uh, and so, I, yeah, I'm very fascinated by it. All. I haven't really delved into it, though. It's just kind of like, yeah, I know it's there. I know I'm very good at manifesting when I – we can go into that shortly, but – Mm-hmm. Um, when I really get into the right headspace, I know I can really draw things to me. And it's just, yeah, when I go to those places of doubt, I kind of forget. And then I go yeah. to places of attracting and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. And then I go back to forgetting and I start the cycle all over again. And can um, I just, well, can I just mention that actually this is where we are in, in you know, relative to the podcast yeah. is that, intuition um, tends to be seen as something slightly woo-woo or slightly um, outside of the realm of business. And yet, um, when you can marry your intuitive nature and your divine wisdom with your um, the structure that you're creating in your business, that's when the success comes. Because when you can really step into your genius you're not having to know the how so much. You're just getting insights. Oh, reach out to this person, or go go to that conference, or you know, you'll get you'll get downloaded the content for a new podcast or whatever. Well, all it might these be. things, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, pretty much. So I'm about to bring on a part time project officer, mm. and how I've been. She's been my main copywriter for the past twelve months. How I connected with her, she reached out on a Facebook group saying, Hey, my youngest started school. I have I've experience in marketing and health and wellness. And I'm like, oh, buzzwords. Oh, I don't know how, but I think I need to reach out to her. And yeah. I reached out to her. We had coffee. I'm like, I feel we need to work together. I don't know. I can't explain how. And yes. it's now turned into this great long-term thing, which now she's going to help me step up my business because she's great yeah. strategy and has done writing and yeah so one and, and little moment you know yeah 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 and and that takes away so much of because it's 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 almost counterintuitive to what we're taught in corporate in the corporate business world of go 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 action 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 and only with the mind but when we can really step into that feminine um essence and that intuitive nature then a lot of the guesswork is taken out of it and you're working within the realm of those um those fields that I was talking about before and you know I was just saying to you before we got on here I I think this is my fourth interview in the in the last couple of weeks you know and I've got another couple coming in I've been um on retreats where I'm guest speaking and just because I'm creating you know I I choose to influence 10,000 women in my lifetime 
at least. I'm, I might be going, you know, putting that as a small mark. But um, in my lifetime, I'd like to, to really influence at least 10,000 women to wake up to who they truly are. So when I hold that in my field, then that's how these market, these things just start coming into your vibration and, and opportunities start arising, right? Yeah, it's when you know what you want. Yes, you've got to be in alignment with it, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's the whole, you know, the whole perceptors. So you go, oh, I've just bought a new car, whatever make and model color it is, and then suddenly you see them everywhere. It's like just kind of you go, all right, I'm looking for this type of opportunity. I I need to know what's the next step here. And then, like, for example, I was even looking at, you know, website designers and I'm like, oh, I should go with them. And while I was thinking of them, a text message from one of their past clients message with some issue they had with them. And I'm like, I didn't even call out to them, but good to know, don't go with that website designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Little things like this. And I think I've had a couple of business coaches and I think why they haven't worked out as well as I wanted to is because I've got all the answers inside me. Mm. And I, I feel like I don't need that extra guidance. I know it needs to be done. I just need a doer. That's the reason I'm bringing Jenny on. Um, I just need that doer because I know yeah. it's down what needs to be done. And okay, so I want to, yeah, so the topic today is like how to be a super conscious genius. And I want to first ask you, what is super conscious and your tips for um, optimizing that power of your super super Conscious. <laughs> <laughs> so the superconscious is another um, conscious energy. So we've got we've got our subconscious, which has got all of the past patterns in it that you know has been cemented in how to smile, how to act, how to behave on the planet according to the people that influenced us when we were younger. And so the subconscious is um, completely a a program of patterns and conditions that have been locked in. This is how I behave to survive on the planet. And it doesn't like changing, right? And that's one of the reasons a lot of people find it really hard, um, you know, to people go for hypnosis and NLP and all sorts of stuff to to stop those um, patterns from keep on reoccurring. So that's the subconscious. And then the conscious is the part of us that chooses you know, has free will, makes judgments, decisions, wants to keep changing and evolving. So we've got this internal conflict. One doesn't want to change, one does want to change. And so most modalities work with just these two levels of consciousness and it can take a long time to break through some of those patterns. What recoding does is we work with another aspect of our consciousness called what we call the superconscious. And the superconscious is like a field of all possibilities. It's where all of those codes that came, those conditions, beliefs, um, all of those things that that created us to be an individual came from that level of consciousness. And so it's like a big quantum field. You and I are the same um, at, you know, the superconscious level. And at that level, it actually doesn't care whether you change or not as long as you're Um, having an experience so that's why it's easy to access that level and say hey see all these things that are driving me crazy and they don't serve me anymore let's shift them so that we can move towards what our goals and dreams are so in a way superconscious can be seen as our divine wisdom our genius our intuitive nature 
and and really um, to be able to access that that part of us is really working with moving into a heart center is is a, a really basic way to you know start the process instead of think you know everything happening from the mind but to actually work you know what does it what feels right for me in my heart and what am I being guided by in um to you know connect in into these choices and moving forward instead of letting the subconscious take control because most of the time we've got 95 percent of the time I'd say that um, our subconscious is um, taking over our lives and you know the the conscious is actually quite lazy it lets the the subconscious do whatever it wants to it doesn't really um, you know unless you've got uh, you know quite strong willpower uh, it the subconscious will take over. So the superconscious is an aspect of ourselves that we can tap into to move into those other parts of ourselves and, you know, really start connecting with our intuition. Oh, I love that. So is that through meditating or what does it kind of look like? Yeah, you can. You can do that through meditating and really coming into yourself, um, breathing into your body, connecting into your heart. Um, one of the one of the things I do is, as you know, is called recoding. And what that does is it clears what we're doing is we're looking at what it is you want to create, what is your desired end result. We feel it in our body, so we're connecting into the superconscious. You've got to be it to see it. And then we look at what's happening in your current reality that's causing resistance to that. So that's all those thought patterns, beliefs, you know, emotions. Um, you know, views of the world, conditions, all of those things, we unpack all of that. And then, um, you know, I'm, I'm able to go to the superconscious and ask to, to um, clear that resistance. So the more that you're clearing that resistance, the more in alignment you will be with your superconscious so that you can move forward. Yeah, and I personally have, when things feel all out of place, a bit of turmoil, I feel overwhelmed. I've acknowledged from past history that usually means something's awesome around the corner and I was saying to you offline, I I definitely have felt like that this month and I know that on the horizon there's some really exciting things going on. So is is that that kind of, that's the super conscious kind of, I don't know, recoding or something, I don't know what you call it, reformatting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the the very fact that you can feel something, then that's you connecting into your intuitive nature. Yeah. Yeah. And and feeling um, feeling into what is around the corner. So you've done that by past patterns, uh, and then being able to ah, oh, I I recognise this pattern. So there is something coming. I just need to keep moving forward. Yeah, go with the flow. That's something I've had to teach myself. Like just yeah, uh, or surrender. The word surrender. I read um, the the surrender experiment last year. Yeah. And it really just opened my mind to just how much chatter goes on, which is uh, obviously, well, I, I think I do have a lot of that a subconscious and conscious fighting each other. Mm. And so I totally get that. It's like, I want to do this. I want to do that. Uh, it's so much easier just having that chocolate rather than not. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just that the habits and things like that. And, yeah, it's just um, trusting, just breathing and just 
just being. I'm not very good at just being. Uh, that's something I am definitely working on because I feel mm. like I'm always going to be pushing forward because I was saying at the beginning, I know I've got that purpose inside me to do more. So I feel like I have to actually do more if I want to yeah. do more. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's also part of what's happening, um, what we're conditioned to believe is that to achieve and become successful, we need to constantly be in getting results and taking action and, you know, and and what I call masculine action. Yes. So it's the doing, 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 doing. And yet uh, in creation, it's actually the, the difference is that you're working with masculine action and feminine action because when you're bringing in the feminine you're actually working with reflection sub you know um surrender as you were just saying you know um, being able to pause and that's when the magic happens when we're constantly in the doing we don't have that opportunity to stop and reflect and so therefore we don't give ourselves any feedback on what it is that we need to step forward into next. Yes, totally agree. I, whenever I just let go, I breathe because I know I'm very good at the shallow breathing, anxiety. And I have had a like session with someone before and they said, you're all in your head. Just get out of your head. What does your heart want? Like just, just very easy to, I think, because my upbringing was always you, if you're lying on the couch, you're doing nothing, you're not progressing, you're not, and, and you're seen well, as lazy, right? You yeah, know, like lazy. Yeah. I, I hate using the word lazy. I'm like, I don't ever want to call myself lazy because it's a negative yeah. term. And yeah. I, you know, my hubby can very easily be on the couch for hours. He knows how to actually rest. I will be like, I can rest for a bit and then I'll do something. And then I have deserved that rest rather yeah. than making a priority. Yeah. Really interesting, isn't it? Hey, looking at the, the habits of behavior. Yeah, uh, and and what we're conditioned because, as you were saying, you came from a great family, right? That there's still all of these patterns of conditioning that are stopping you from from potentially moving forward because you've got this doing, 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 and and thought patterns of not being able to rest because that ref- infers that you are something as a label there, right? Yes, I don't want that label. That's right. Yeah, it's that label. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's I wanted interesting. To... Hey, it's very interesting. I love this work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's so much when you yeah deep dive when you can have these real conversations with people, you can really see what's beneath the surface. And I'm very mm. reflective, and I, I'm getting back into journaling and really just bringing more of this to the surface. And I wanted to ask you because I know you've got a fabulous personal health story where you actually healed yourself by embracing your superconscious and a bit of recoding. I would love it if you're open to it to share that story with us. Sure, sure. I've actually got a couple of those stories, by the way. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yeah. I had a um, four and a half centimetre. Um, oh, so I had to start with, I had a 15 centimetre fibroid that I completely healed myself from. Uh, even the doctors were saying, you know, um, oh, no, 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 because it started just releasing out of my body. Um, and the doctors were saying, no, 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 it can't be the fibroid. You can't get rid of a fibroid that way. And then they did an ultrasound. They went, well, actually, it, it is the fibroid, but we've got no idea how you're doing it. <laughs> so, you know, so, so that was um, that was about 12 years ago. But just recently, um, I had a four and a half centimetre benign brain tumour. 
and I had um, been having pressure headaches for quite a while. And um, yeah, when I found out about this this tumor, it was so big that they were like, "You've just got to get it out." There's, you know, like um, apparently one in ten people—they're very common tumors. One in ten people get them. So oh. I know, crazy, right? Um, but it was at the back of my head, um, and it was, you know, the the doctors when I went to um, emergency because I was I ended up in emergency and the doctors were saying oh you know uh, how does someone like you get something like this he said you should be presenting with um balance balance and coordination issues um blackouts and potential seizures and you've just got pressure headache like what's, (laughs) what's going on right but it was really when um I mean, I ended up having the whole thing out, um, but the the whole process was just extraordinary. From from the moment I, you know, I I did start having this a little bit of struggle with my um, balance, not so much my balance. I I think when I coughed, I went to I nearly you know fell over or something, and my daughter had a go at me, and I'm like, Mom, just go and get that done, checked out, what's going on, blah blah blah. And so that's when the magic really started because I um, I never go to the doctor, so I don't have a local doctor. And I rang up, um, you know, looked up Google, closest um, doctor. So this was 18 months ago. Closest doctor to, me, doctor to me, I rang up and made an appointment. Happened to get one the same day, right? Like who goes to the doctor and gets a, an appointment the same day? happened to get a doctor that had done four years in neurosurgery prior to being a GP. So he picked it up straight away. Um, He said, go and have a CT scan the next day. Went in, had a CT scan. They ring me up and say, you've got to go to an emergency straight away. I'm like, oh, bugger. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, everyone says to me, oh, my gosh, you must have been so fearful. And I went, to tell you the truth, I just my first reaction was, "Oh, bugger!" That's you know, there, Yeah, there is there is something there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they told me go and get you know go and pack your bags. You're not going to find a, um, a neurosurgeon on emergency Friday afternoon. Who turns up? A neurosurgeon. Um, he does all the tests and he says, "Yes, you've got to get it out. I can see that you're concerned about that." and I'll let you go home for the weekend and come back on Monday and you can have the operation um, on Wednesday. No, Tuesday, I think it was. Um, so went home, really, really processed, did some recoding, um, you know, because one of the things about about what's what I love about recoding is this, we clear all the sabotage beliefs. I don't, I no longer need to be perfect and stuff like this happens to people. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with who I am. I'm not capable. It means that I had a a four and a half centimetre brain tumor, right? Like that sort of stuff happens. And so, um, so anyway, I, I clear it all as much as I can. I start working on the tumor itself and um, went in on Monday. it was just one thing after the other. I, my business consultant uh, said you should have three months off. I was just about to launch my um, online program, Conscious Creator Mastermind, and um, she said you've got to have three months off. 
I had been getting emails from um, Stripe and someone had just told me I was using a different um, uh, accounting, what do you call it, payment system for people that wanted to pay off the course and it wasn't working for me. It wasn't very efficient. Someone had told me about Stripe and I thought, oh, they send me an email every so often but I've never taken any notice. So I'm laying in bed in the ward and I see an email come up and I'm like, oh, well, I'll actually, I'll click on that now because when I get out of here, I'm going to start working with them. So I click on it and said, we need you to verify who you are. So I'm sitting on the bed and, you know, putting my my phone up, taking photos of my licence and, you know, do the whole thing and then start scrolling Facebook <laughs> And next thing I know, I get this email from Stripe saying, now that you've verified yourself, we need to give you a payout. I'd had women paying me for 12 months through a different course I'd been, I'd created and some women had been paying through Stripe and I didn't know that it wasn't connected to my bank account and I got um, $12,990 wow. put into my account <laughs> right as I'm just about to have three months off, right? Amazing. It was it was one thing after the other that it, like even to force um, you to have three months off. You think that was like yeah oh, yeah yeah. Sign, three I'm months the off. Off. yeah 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 I had three months off. Yeah. Um, the last lady I um, last nurse I saw in the ward, her name was Angel. The first nurse I opened my eyes to, her name was Crystal. It was just one thing after the other. The the surgeon said she opened my head up and it popped out at her. They got the whole thing. I, from the moment I opened my eyes, I was in no pain. Um, I walked out like the, the whole thing was everything just came out of me, like the cannula and all that sort of stuff. I'm in the trauma ward and they kept on apologising because um, they said, we, we've got to keep you there here because it's procedure, even though you're ready to walk home, you know. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, no pain, um, no follow-up. I walked out of the hospital, no um, follow-up treatment, no um, nothing to do afterwards but a follow-up MRI, you know, six months later. And had there been concerns that you would have issues with speech or with any kind of walking, any of that? They didn't didn't say anything, no. I even got... um, single rooms when I don't have health insurance like the whole thing the whole thing was just this beautiful flow all the way through so what did you do in that recoding when you knew I have to get surgery in a few days what did you actually do so it's I cleared any resistance to um to the fact that you know things like normal human stuff I'm a spiritual healer and I've been diagnosed with a brain tumour, right? Of course, that's going to bring up all the um, little Elizabeth, oh, you know, like I'm not perfect and people are going to see me as not capable, right? So I had to clear that resistance and be okay with the fact that this stuff happens to people. And so um, I had to clear the resistance to because I personally am not big on on anything like doctors and all that sort of stuff I work on my own health and so I had to really sit with am I going to go my way and get rid of this my way which would have been lots of you know it it would have been a longer process I think Um, it would have been lots of dietary stuff and clearing energetically and all that sort of stuff 
or am I going to go down the route of surgery? And so I really, really had to tune in to my intuitive nature to which because, and I just, I think that this is relevant, a lot of spiritual people think that they have to heal themselves. Mm. And I don't agree with that. I, I think, I personally believe that we need to be on our path, whatever that looks like. And so um, with the fibroid, I actually could have died if I had have been resistant to, I was trying to heal myself and I, I was doing a good job, but I got through, I had this point where I was getting having pain and I was resisting going to the hospital because I thought that I, I can do it myself and no one's touching me with a knife, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I was saying they were going to take my uterus out and blah, blah, blah. And so when I surrendered, like you were just talking about, when I actually went, oh, wait a minute, maybe I'm supposed to be getting my uterus out as part of my journey here on the planet. When I actually let go of that, I'd had two weeks of pain with that, um, with that fibroid. When I let go of it and surrendered, I had three days of no pain whatsoever just from that decision and then ended up in hospital. And, and by the moment that I was in hospital, they said to me the next day, um, so glad to see you. My, the lady, that uh, the doctor, the gynae that had got me in, she said, I woke up at 3 o'clock this morning worried I wouldn't see you. She said you were so close to death oh, that, geez. yeah, and so if I hadn't have made that one decision because of my intuition saying, wait a minute, maybe you're supposed to have this out, and I went, oh, okay, let's do it then. If I hadn't have made that decision, I would have potentially died at home. Wow. Yeah, I, I think like modern medicine, traditional and spirituality can work hand in hand. Well, you that's what, pick one yeah. or the other, right? So Absolutely. That's what your story proves, like it's, the you know how that the whole say diagnosis oh you have one year to live well yeah. if you're if you're like oh great I only got one year to live and you just kind of grumble about it and whinge about it you probably will have one year or less to live yes but then if you change your mindset of going oh well I'll make the best year ever and you know what I reckon they're wrong and I'm going to push beyond that and I'm going to see myself five years down the track and this is how you know well there's live. proof out there to there prove proof. that it actually that's that's the truth. And so when that happened to me with this brain tumour, what happened was straight away I just went straight into intuition, which way am I going, and I just listened to myself. And from the very start when I was doing the recode, um, I kept on getting get it out, get it out, get it out, and I just went, okay, I'm getting it out. And so I surrendered to the whole process from there. Mind you, I did a whole heap of stuff with my diet. Like I just started juicing and I, I did all this health stuff and I had my own food brought in um, to the hospital while I was there. And, you know, so a lot of it, it wasn't just, you know, think it and you grow rich sort of thing, right? It's, it's you know, you've got to put the action in as well. Um, but, you know, the whole way through, I just was guided by my intu intuition and because of that, had what most people would see as miracles or, you know, synchronicities, and yet it's actually just being guided by your superconscious ability and genius to, even with a brain tumour, to be able to, like I, 
the the things that happened i mean there was this there was this beautiful even something that most people would see as something that went wrong do you mind if i share this last little bit yeah it's so beautiful because and and i don't think i'll cry this is (laughs) this is the only part that i've always it's always touched my heart um when i went in i was supposed to have the operation on the um tuesday i think it was no i think it was the wednesday actually and the ward had told me they're going to come and get me around about 12, 1 o'clock. So at 10 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock in the morning, whatever it was, I'm in one of the other rooms doing a video, right, <laughs> as you do. And the nurse comes in and says, oh, I'm so sorry. They've decided to have you first. The porter's here to get you. And I, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've got all this stuff on my bed. I wasn't packed. I wasn't prepared. So, you know, quickly throw everything in my bags and get myself ready, which would have taken me about five minutes to get me on the chair, on, oh, sorry, on the table and wheel me out. So they get me down into the, the theatre and they've got to, you know, put the tubes in and all that sort of stuff and they're telling me what's happening and I'm just about, like literally just about to go in the door and a nurse comes and says, we're really sorry that there's been an emergency and your surgeon is the only one that can work on this guy. We need to put you in, in a holding bay and we'll come and get you in a couple of hours. So I go up into this holding bay and I have this moment, what did I do wrong? You know, like, oh, I should have had my bags packed, blah, blah, blah. But I, but I stopped and went, what did I actually do wrong? And I thought about every single moment and everything had flowed and went, you know, this is actually part of the process. I haven't done anything wrong. This is meant to be. About an hour and 45 minutes in, I, I get this song in my head and I know that something's changed and I'm going to be cancelled. Hmm. 15 minutes later, they come and they say, we're so sorry, we have to cancel until tomorrow. But because I had this thing called an art line, this piece of copper in my um, in my vein, the trauma ward were the only people that could actually deal with that. So I still had to go up to the trauma ward for that night. Well, I got to sit and lay next to, and I am going to cry, <laughs> I got to lay next to the guy that... His life was saved because I didn't pack my bags. He had an aneurysm and they tried to um, fix it and no one could. And my surgeon was the only one that could. And I watched his seven-year-old come and visit him. So even so because I didn't pack my bags, someone's alive. <laughs> right? Like, like yes. really. That's yes. really powerful. Yeah. So, you know. In creation, you've got no, we don't need to know why and how. We just need to hold that space and so flow you, with it. If you'd been organised, you'd have been wheeled off, they would have got you in. But because yeah. there's somewhat of a delay because you were getting your stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, Amazing right? Yeah. And apparently she I, was she was the only one that could do this operation to clamp it. Wow. So, so if I, mean, I had my, yeah, my bags, yeah. 
Amazing. Because you, you can kind of like, you know, you stub your toe in the morning and you go, oh, and then you do this and you're running late and you're like, oh, the world's, it's the worst day ever because I'm running late. But there's things like you have no idea if you'd been on time, would you have been in a car crash? Would you like, Absolutely. you were probably saved from something or a scenario or you just don't know. A lot of the time you just won't know. But it's the whole slide, you know, like sliding doors uh, thing. Yeah, it's true. You just got to just trust. Well, if, yeah, maybe like it was meant to be, you know, like this time last year, well, I'd just come out of a really quiet period business-wise and but I had to go through that to push me to make some changes. And, mm. you know, so well, the silver lining thing I'm a big believer in and there is a little um story that I've heard of uh, from years ago, you know, a guy that his, you know, his horse runs away as a farmer and then people are like, oh, that's bad luck. He's like, oh, bad luck, who knows, could be good or bad. And then yeah. you know, then a even better horse arrives and goes, oh, great. And it's the whole you don't know good or bad. And it ends, the story keeps going to the point where his son falls off his off the new horse and breaks his leg and everyone's like, that's terrible. But then it comes through that, all the young men were going to be recruited for the army because he had a broken leg. He couldn't go. Yeah. And it's just like all these little things that happen and you could go, this is the most terrible thing that's ever happened or it could be the best thing that's ever happened. You just don't know and you just trust that process. So, yeah, thank you Absolutely. so much for sharing that, those stories. It's amazing. I love all this stuff. And I've got my own as well, but we're, we're running out of time anyway, <laughs> so I won't go in. But, um, yeah, so I always ask my guests these questions. And the first one is, what type of marketing works best for you and your business? Well, so far, um, I've, I've been able to create a six-figure and counting business um, just using organic I haven't I haven't done any um, paid advertising yet, uh, and I think that I'm getting to that point. Um, but yeah, at the moment it's just been social media and organic and word of mouth. I get a lot of word of mouth as well. So mm. yeah, that's always the best way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, especially when it's a little bit of a unique area like yours, it's people need to open up and have that trust. So if they're hearing it from someone they know they're obviously more likely as well to move towards you. Yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And how do you look after your health and wellness these days? Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> I'm, I, um, I'm a pretty go-with-the-flow type person and yet through this process, um, uh, since being a conscious creator, I understand structure is really important. So um, I'm one to make sure I drink lots of water um, and I um, make sure that, especially because I'm online, everything I do is online. Um, I, you know, I'm doing Pilates at the moment and walk because I live at the beach. So I walk to the beach and watch the sun rise and um, do, a, you know, visualisations and meditations to create my choices. Uh, so I do um, make it a priority because I have just turned 50 and um, and so I know that, you know, both my kids haven't got kids yet themselves and I want to be, uh, you know, the type of grandma that's racing around with the grandchildren. So, <laughs> um, and I want to still explore. I still want to, you know, experience the world. So, um 
yeah, I do. I do choose to um, stay healthy and vital and and have lots of energy. So you know, take supplements and all that sort of stuff. So um, I make it a priority. I think it's really important for our mental health as well. Oh yeah, it all ties in. Mm. And uh, how can people connect with you, Elizabeth? So there's quite a few different ways. You can find me on social media, Elizabeth Eleanor, and Eleanor is quite unique. It's E-L-E-N-O-R. Um, my business page is Elizabeth Eleanor, the Spiritual Warrior. Uh, but I can also give you a link to a 30-minute discovery call if anyone is wanting to know a little bit more, having overwhelm or anxiety or stress. Um, about their business or personal life, then um, you can have a free 30-minute session with me. I also have a Facebook group called Women of Light Movement, and um, and that's a really beautiful community to be part of. So um, there's a lot of uplifting information in there. So and an interview with you, Leanne. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes. um, yeah, so there's a few different ways of getting contact with me fantastic and uh, yeah now interview is on my website as well under guest appearances um so you can tune in to yes our chat there as well but thank you this has been lovely i love this kind of stuff i'm really interested in this as you know uh really appreciate the chat thank you yeah it was great thank you so much leanne for having me on and thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. You can find show notes to the episode at marketingandme.com.au. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe and leave me a rating and review where you can and grab a screenshot of this episode and share it across your socials to get the message out there. If you're interested in connecting with me, feel free to reach out via LinkedIn. Just search for Leanne Shelton and let me know you're a fan of the show. You can also find me on Instagram under LeanneShelton247 or book in a free 15-minute chat because I absolutely love to chat about how I can help you grow a thriving health and wellness business. Until next time, I wish you good health and good wealth.